so much for being here. This is Idle Chat. My name is Jonathan. I said many times on uh, already on the two things that I've put out that I'm going to have some interesting people from my life on this show, and uh, the, our guest today is no exception. He's certainly one of the the weirdos that I've managed to have in my life. <laughs> Please, I want to say thank you so much and welcome to uh, Sexy Jesus himself, Justin Hammer Tunis. How you doing, man? What an introduction, my man. Thank you. <laughs> I was wondering on the way over here, I go, I have to be one of these interesting characters he's met along the way. Well, of yeah. all the people, I'm right at the top of the list, I guess. Thank you. Know, you. I, you know, weird people, <laughs> weird people don't know they're weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, we know we're weird. Yeah, good point. So. Good point. So what's up? What's going on? I haven't seen you in forever. I know. It's like the longest gap in like the 10 years I've known you that yeah, I, I yeah. haven't seen you. We were just talking about it. It's been a couple months, which is crazy. Months, yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Wow, crazy that's right? crazy. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You as well. 2020, you made it? Somehow. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. So um, how we met? We met when uh, when you started training uh, for professional wrestling. That's when we met, I believe, right? Yeah. So that would have been um, like January of 2009. I just finished up with college, and I was coaching wrestling at a local high school. Okay. I'd wrestled amateur my whole life, and yada. And it's always been something I'd kind of watch and, and been interested in. You were, you were um, a fan your whole life? My whole life. Um, nine, ten years old. Like, my whole life. I remember, like, one of my earliest memories is probably Savage and uh, Warrior, the retirement match at oh, WrestleMania. Wow, yeah. And I think I was, like, four years old or something at the time. But Wow. Like, 96, 97 is really when I started getting hooked. The Austin come up and, you know, Brett and Sean. And, right, right, right. Um, it, it, lifelong fans. Like, I was hooked, man. I was obsessed. I was doing fake King of the Ring tournaments at, like, eight years old. <laughs> and, like, booking my own shows and, like, running shows with my Jack Pacific Bone Crunch from Action Action figures. And, like, WWE The Music, WWF The Music, Volume 2 playing on my CD player. Like, I've been doing this since I was nine years old, wow. man, nonstop. Um, I'm a thousand years and, old, so my experience, and I first started, started watching. Yeah, really and different. so I'm, I'm at school, and a couple friends, I'm listening to them talk about wrestling, and now they just joined the brand new wrestling team in Lugo, and I'm like, what? There's a wrestling team? And, you know, I kind of knew it wasn't WWF wrestling, but I went home, and I'm like, Dad, I got to sign up for wrestling. Got to say, it's not WWF. Well, what's it like? It's more about throwing guys and, and yada, and he showed me some things. And, um, You're a wrestler? No, but like he he had done it in gym class. He knew what the sport was. Right, I had right, no right. idea what amateur wrestling was. Right. No idea what Olympic wrestling was. I'd never seen it, never heard of it. So we went down there and I signed up and and like that was it. That became my life for you know, until adulthood. Yeah. Nine nine years old until I was eighteen wrestling and then I coached for a number of years. But it was actually AJ Cruz, AJ Mata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he wrestled with me since I was in seventh grade. And he had wow. started doing the professional stuff around here, and he was working with Aaron over yep. here in West Springfield. Right. And yep. so I went down and checked out a couple shows, and he kind of got me interested. And the idea just kind of blossomed from there, I guess. I, I'd heard of Tom Antonio Thomas, yep. was you know had a school out in I just Palmer. Had lunch with Tom today, right? So yeah, <laughs> did, how's yeah. he doing? Good, good. Yeah, yeah right. his 49ers are playing right now. Yeah, he's right a big now, 49ers yeah. guy. Yeah, he's yep. probably biting his nails down oh, to the yeah, core. Oh, yeah. he's That's another interesting person you need to have on the show. Oh, I already talked to him about it. <laughs> It's but, gonna uh, happen. I think I sent him a message. It might have even been MySpace, dude. I don't know, but MySpace or Facebook. And he gave me a call, and we talked. Went and checked the school out, and that was that, man. Was Once that, I where started was training, it, where was it, it was in Palmer. Palmer, way out It was there, in yeah. Palmer, yeah. in those yeah. those old mills, yeah. like like when you hear about Stu Hart's dungeon, right? Yeah. 
And then they have the dungeon match in, in WWF, right? And it's just like, wow, that's a really nice finished basement like with great, with like, whatnot. yeah, like A plus equipment. There's really good lighting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not um, at the place on Palmer. Right? No, dude, it was like dark. There were literally bats. Yeah, I remember. You know, no heat or air conditioning. We were running those illegal fire, like yeah, yeah, flamethrower yeah. heaters. <laughs> and in the summer, it was just sweat your ass off. Yeah. Like, dude, bats. bats fly remember, down. Yeah. Like, you get a leapfrog over the bat. Or pigeons um, up up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so I I started my training. It was like the end of the wrestling season there that I was coaching, and I, I started getting into, into it. And I think it was like three practices a week or so. I never yeah. missed a practice ever, yeah. ever, ever. If it was Tuesday and Thursday, I was there. If there was an optional Saturday or Sunday, I was there. And I got a lot of one on one attention there. Oh yeah. Um. Jeez, I'm trying to think of the guys I trained with. Who, I don't know that. It, <laughs> I don't, I don't know yeah. that any of them are still wrestling right now. Sean Burke, you know, he's, yeah, he's done because of the yeah. concussion thing. I'm going to get him on soon, too. Oh, yeah. I, I keep hoping he's going to get the itch and want to come back. I, uh, I haven't seen him in a while. But uh, we had a lot of talent, and those just not a lot of people make it past a, a few years, you know? Right, right. But, like, I never missed a practice. And so how many practices that I had one-on-one with Tom right yeah. after he was in the WWE? Or, right. you know, I got to give Kevin Landry his credit, too. I had a lot of weekend one-on-one practices with Kevin. Right. And if you want to learn your fundamentals and your positioning and your bumping and all those, you know, the core basics that you build everything off of, he was very, very good with that stuff. Uh, you and Doc were always coming down mm-hmm. to practice yep. and watching and critiquing or rolling around with us. Can't speak highly enough about my training. You know, chaotic New England Pro Wrestling Academy is is the place in New England. Oh yeah, but I wouldn't trade my training for anything in the world. That one on one attention from yeah. somebody who really understands yeah. the ins and outs of the sport was yeah. was like none other. Not to mention all you, Aaron Marshall, yeah. Doctor Harrisy, all these vets that were around that were really smart about the sport. So I got like. 10 years of wrestling training in a couple months, yeah, at I, least psychologically. I used to love going out there. I had a great time going out. And it was, I used to love just kind of going out, find out there was a class, and just kind of go out and just, just roll around. And We had a good group going at that I time, so you know? Too, but yeah. it, was, it, was, it was the up-and-coming group, which not a lot of them lasted. And then it was your guys, and a lot of you guys were kind of, you know, half a foot out the door at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. yeah, of all the guys that are still going, Dr. Heresy, huh? Yeah, right, right. And he looks good, he looks man. Great. He looks great. Oh, my gosh. He looks great. I remember we did that. We did that. Um, well, you had that match. You were the referee for it. I was the manager just not, not too long ago. And, and then, like, he starts running around. I'm like, whoa. What is going He what? tags himself in because things what? are going awry. And he's what like, uh oh. The vet's going to take over. And he back tagged himself in and came in and ran this monster shoot comeback. It was awesome. Yeah. He hit like eight finishers in that comeback. I'm like, I don't even have eight moves. I'm just <laughs> yeah. stealing all yeah, of Dr. Harris's stuff. He's so well, and it's great. It's really great to see. Yeah, yeah. mentally really he's great. there. And he worked really hard, and I'm really, really proud of him. I hope it's to great. see him working around a little bit more in New England. People yeah. realize that he's back, and yeah. not just gimmicky back, but back that he's yeah. back and, yeah. and trying to put on those matches. Right. He just told me, he goes, give me a young kid, man, because I feel like I could go 20, 30 minutes, no problem. I feel like I'm going to blow everybody up out there. Wow. Nice. I said, Doc, okay. Okay. So what was your what was your first match? My first match ever was me and Tom. Okay. Me versus Antonio Thomas. Yeah. It was in June, so I had about five months, a little less than yeah. five months of training at that Where point. Was that? Um I was at that old um 
was it a fishing game or whatever? The one on Page Boulevard yeah, in yeah, Springfield there yeah. had the really yeah. low ceilings. Yeah, yeah. It was the one I back body dropped you through the I went ceiling. Through the ceiling yeah. yeah, yeah. Your foot kicked the tile out. You came down straight. <laughs> somehow didn't land on your head. No, but somehow, like, I don't know what possessed me. Like, I, knew, <laughs> I knew the. Wait, what is going on? I knew the ceiling was low. And calling that on the fly. A good idea to call that on the fly. Take back body drop. Like reverse this out of the corner. You eat the corner like a son of a bitch. Like you got shot with a buckshot. Stumbled out. Back body drop. Like holy crap. And foot through the ceiling. But yeah, a lot of guys, what were your first couple matches? It was this, it was that, it was a battle royal. I'm like, oh, I had a guy like a year out of the WWF who was my trainer. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. very nerve wracking, but like. He wasn't going to send you out there unless you were ready, so. Oh my God. Yeah, I remember getting the call and we had done, no joke, we were doing a series of like practice matches, mm -hmm. you know, where you just draw two random guys out of a hat to go work a, you know, a match on the fly there at practice. And you and Doc were there at this practice. And it might have been me and Dom, or it was me and somebody okay. And I remember going in there and it, like I just kind of took control because neither of us had any experience right. and I was going to work heel and I felt comfortable and we had a little six to eight minute match on the fly that you guys all put over and Tom gave me a call like a couple days later. He goes, there's really nowhere else for you to go but just to start working matches. Right. There's nothing more. Right. You're you're putting on match quality matches at practice. Right. Let's do it at a show. You want to work next it. Sunday? I'm like, do I want to work? Sure, yeah. I, I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, you got to get some gear. He doesn't know I already ordered boots like six months ago. <laughs> like, I had boots before I stepped in. Like, when I decided I was going to train, I went online and I ordered boots. Really? Like, that day. I had them like two weeks into practice. That's awesome. Like, I was ready to go, you know? That's awesome. Um, I know that's not the case, but like, I'm going or I'm not going. I'm not going right, to, right, I'm right. not going to get the call to wrestle. I'm like, oh, I'm putting them on my sneakers. You can borrow some boots. Hey guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did the same thing when I realized I was going to be in the ring more. Um, I, I went and I got my boots and everything, so. I was excited to get my boots. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't oh. wait to get boots. Not like, oh man, oh, the, bur shiny. the burden of looking like a guy I've been up, like monitoring and watching and yeah, yeah, idolizing yeah, yeah. for. Yeah. The burden of having wrestling boots. Yeah, so awesome. You know, and they I, were I cheap pair, but I literally, I literally hung up my boots. They're hanging up in the spare bedroom when I when I. You got to. I have my like amateur wrestling shoes I wore all throughout high school. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I like those things. You look at them; they bring up memories. And so, um, I want you to. I always, I love. We we've told this story so many times, and it cracks me up. But could uh, could you? <laughs> no, Did no. you tell the story of, of, of when you and I first like went on the road? <laughs> <laughs> so the very first wrestling show I, I worked at, it was um it was like one of the last EWA shows before he took like a yep, year or yep, two break, you know, yep. and it was at that old building in Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That won't have wrestling anymore. Yeah. I've called them numerous times. Oh. I mean, it was a cool little building. They won't even talk to me. I hear the yeah. boss on the other side of the line. He's like, wrestling? No, tell him I'm not here. <laughs> he says he's not he here. He says he's not here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was a referee. All right, you want to ref a few matches? Sure. And like, dude, the first match I have is like you and Billy King versus the heartthrobs for the t EWA tag titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's a pretty serious match. I've never fun. refed before. I'm like, I'm shitting my pants, you know? I'm shitting my pants. Match. And you had already had a reputation of being a ball buster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the guys I'm training with, I'm watching you ride their ass. Granted, they like asked for it. <laughs> yeah, they, they really probably did. deserved it. Yeah. They really did. But you're riding their ass. I'm like, this guy I mean, is a dick. I'm like, I'm so nervous to ref your match. I'm like, he's going to be an asshole. I'm you sure really plenty, an asshole. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that think I'm yeah. a dick. And I might have been a dick to, to a lot of people. I yeah. might have been. But I was a ball breaker. The thing is, if they like, 
if they couldn't take it well, then it just made it worse. Right. You know what I mean? It did, it, now, there, yeah. there probably are some people, and I'll say it now, there probably are some people out there that, and that uh, you know, I was a dick to that didn't deserve it. And if I didn't apologize, I apologize now. So, okay, go ahead. As you <laughs> no, were. <laughs> I bet that's sincere, too. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But we're in this, I, like, I remember you guys calling me over, and you start, like, kind of running over a spot, and you want me to listen in on it. Mm-hmm. And somebody called my name from across the room, and I turned around, and you started snapping in my face. You're like, hey, 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 eyes over here. Eyes over here. So I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm so on edge. The very second show I ever went to, again, I, I ended up getting to referee, but the very second show I, I went to was like a week or two after this. Yeah. And we're all meeting at Palmer. Yeah. And I, I get there last because that's what I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I get there and there, time, yeah. there's two cars. There's one car with all the guys that I train with. And the other car is like you, Perry Von Vicious and Marshall McNeil. And I get out and I'm like, well, I'm going to go with my guys. Yeah, no. And I go walk in there and you hang out the window and you're like, no, no, come here, come here. You're in this car. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be a long car ride. <laughs> I'm like, he's a dick to everyone. I'm like, he is going to bust my balls and ride my ass for the next two hours, and I'm just going to have to take it. And that's not my personality yeah, type. Yeah, yeah. But at the time, I'm like, I know that's what's going to happen. I yeah. just got to knuckle down. And, dude, I, I say this before we were on the mass bike in Palmer, three minutes away. Like, you were my favorite person in wrestling already. Like, you, you busted Marshall's balls and made me laugh or something. And then... They bust Dave. I, I don't remember what, but there was some song on the radio. And then, like, right away, we got talking about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we ever even talked wrestling right. together, you know, it was, yeah. like, music. And, and, you know, my dad grew up similar ages to you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I um, think he's, he's only, like, a year or two older than but me. like, yeah. music at my house nonstop. My right. mom or my dad nonstop. Right. And they had an appreciation for their parents' music and so on and so forth. So, like... My whole life, I just remember getting this rock history lesson of, of everybody in the world and listening to music nonstop. So you and your dad, you're, you're, I mean, your dad and I used to hang out at the same rock club. I know. That's crazy. It doesn't <laughs> shock me at all. You were probably doing the same inappropriate things. Absolutely. Too. Without a doubt. Um, that place. Absolutely. Infinity Lounge, folks. But like he's my favorite person in the world to go to concerts with. I like bet, we yeah. go and we rock out. My mom's fun to go to concerts with. Yeah. I've seen the Stones with her. The Eagles Stones with her. So fun, man. Garth Brooks with her. Like, really? how was that? We're going to see Kiss. Garth, Garth Brooks, Brooks was unbelievable. If somebody wanted to make an argument, it was the best show I've ever seen. I'd listen to the argument. Yeah. It's not my, like, I went in there going, all right, Garth Brooks. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Um, James Taylor was there, like, in the crowd. Really? And he found out about it mid-concert. Garth Brooks, like, he's trying, he's like, I just found out my hero, James Taylor, is watching me. And he started crying. Wow. He was, James, this one's for you. And busted, I don't remember what, but he busted out a James Taylor song and, like, Dude, you get those cool moments there. And my mom was a huge Garth Brooks fan. That's why yeah, I was bringing yeah. her. You know, it was like a birthday or a Mother's Day present, whatever. But like, I just always had that that appreciation for for any genre of music from from any era. And a lot of the people my age growing up with, they had our music. Like, right, right, right. We had Chumba Wumba, fucking cool. You know, like who? Piece let, of bass. Yeah, yeah. Who let the dogs out? Like, we did, we did not have a lot of great music. Right, right, right. You know, um, what was your first concert? Like, real concert? George Thorogood at Pearl Street in Northampton. Wow, um, I never saw him. Some like solo blues guy opened for him. His name was Johnny B. And Johnny A. Maybe Johnny A. I don't know Johnny and, A. And and might have been like a, a smaller Spanish guy or like, dude, he was so unbelievable. I was twelve years old and I was like. Eyes wide open, just mesmerized. This first person I've ever seen live, too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. He was just an unbelievable blues guitarist. And then George Thorogood. It's Johnny A. Thorogood rocks. I bet it's Johnny A. Johnny A is like a session guy, and he's released a bunch of 
like solo guitar CDs, and he was like um, when Peter Wolf from Jay Giles Band was doing his solo tours. He was no like joke, huh? That. Yeah, he's a serious player. My first concert, listen to, my, this is my first real concert. Okay, I'm like 16 years old. I started going a little later than other people. You I know? was 12. Yeah, my, my <laughs> grandparents were not down with me going to the big rock and roll concerts. Yeah, so um, my first concert ever was Judas Priest on the Defend- Defenders of the Faith tour with Great White opening. No shit, like man. that was my first concert. Imagine Dude, that with the uh, the the Metallian, the Metallian. O- that that opens up. Yeah. Where they open with Love Bites at yeah. that tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool opener. Right? I just watched that today. Cool yeah. opener. The, the, I, um, the legs. We came to the stairs. It was. Right. Now imagine that. Here I am. I go now. We're. I remember waiting outside the Civic Center to get in all day. Yeah, you know. And then, then they kind of back then they would it was all general admission. Then they would kind of let you up by the door, and I was like the third person in line at the by the door. Right? Yep, and I then, love that. I love that. There's Rob Halford, like Rob Halford checking his microphone, and he does one of those like insane screams. He does nobody right? can scream it like him. Echoed through that whole building. You heard it echoing the the windows like went. <laughs> Like that, you know, and I remember looking around and at like, what the hell was that? When you say metal scream, you think Rob Halford. Right, right away. Right away. Right away. So, I mean, I remember hearing that. And to this day, I remember looking around like, what would, and then went in right up, was right up front, like in the second or third row from the, no the joke. barricade. And there's that battalion. It was pretty awesome. Imagine that. Imagine that coming before you. They don't do first... that kind of stuff anymore, no. man. The, like, no. I mean, they have cool light shows and stuff now. It seems to be kind of the norm and you still get pyro. Dude, was it great, great white, great right? White, yeah. Was on it that tour? Was what? With the did you say Great White or or who did you say? Great White for opened for him, yeah. Okay, yeah. so speaking of pyro, so they had that whole that Rhode whole Island, thing. yeah, and they stopped doing pyro everywhere for yeah. for a number of years. It felt like I know a bunch of people that were supposed to be at that show, but you don't get those big gaudy over the top mechanical stage shows yeah, and things bad, like that. Right? That's, well, Kiss, Kiss yeah, will do it. yeah, I know, I know. Stones kind of do it. You know, right. Stones do it a bit. Um, I saw the Stones too. So twice. good. I saw the Stones uh, twice. Pretty amazing. Ever see Paul McCartney, Johnny Idol? Uh, shut up. I don't want to talk about that. I think I we should. To, I don't think we're we'll, gonna. We'll save it for another episode. Yeah, we'll save it for another episode. <laughs> I saw Paul McCartney for a little while. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. it counts. I guess. Sure. It counts. You ever eat Wahlburgers though? I did. Yeah, I did. Sure. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Honestly, exceeded expectations. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Gourmet burgers at a reasonable price. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, I um, I consider myself pretty lucky. I got to see. I, I may be old, but I saw all the cool bands. You know, I uh, like I saw I saw Motley Crue on the Shout of the Devil tour. I saw, you know, I saw the Ramones. I saw Metallica on the Master of Puppets tour. Jason Newstead's second show with the band. That's crazy. I got to see a lot of really cool shows. That's wild. So, Slayer, Raven, and Wasp. That was a weird one. That was weird. I'm not a big Slayer fan. Well, me either, but it and was I'm still like, pretty cool to I'm see. I'm like a metal guy through and through, and I appreciate like I like Anthrax and Metallica and Megadeth, and dude, just Slayer just does not resonate with me for whatever reason. I um, I finally got to see Anthrax. I'd never seen them. I saw them open for Motorhead just a couple months before. Front row that, yeah. at Songus Arena, opening for Judas Priest. Scott Ian was in my face for two straight hours, dude. So right awesome. there. He's I could have so grabbed awesome. the dude's beard. He's so awesome. Rocks. What a player. Rocks. What a player. Cool. Um, so uh, we, we got kind of got sidetracked. Uh, and so when you um, we got off of wrestling, but I figured that was going to happen. We have yeah, no that's what we really. do. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. I mean, it's so funny. Like your, your introduction to wrestling because of the you know, the age difference, their introduction to wrestling was so different from mine. Like, they already had the big production, and they were go- running with WrestleManias at that point. Whatever, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, I remember, I mean, 
I was watching, it might have still been WWWF at the time, you know, and it's like one camera that's way away from the ring and it's so weird. Right. And then, and then I remember one day I came home and I turned on the TV and there was world class, you know, world class Avon Erich are coming out to Ted Nugent songs, you know, and, right, and, right. and they're, they're, the camera's on the apron, like right there in your, in their faces. And it was, and I was like, you get those what awesome free bird entrances and, what and whatever. What's going on? What am I looking at here? You know? And yeah, yeah. The, and the, the, off the rails from there. Well, dude, it, it's anytime. This is like a little bit of a problem. The product's going to have now is you always with any art. Where do you go from? Right. Go from there, right. you know. And the production has gotten so big. Yeah. Where do you go from there? You can't go backwards, right? So it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And WrestleMania has turned into this weekend extravaganza that yeah. sells a hundred thousand tickets. Yeah. I just got to go to my first one this year in New York. Yeah. It was a Christmas present for me and my brother. We had a great dude. I was a week removed. I just blew my knee out the week before. <laughs> oh, no. It was March 30th or whatever. ACL, MCL, gone. I thought it was just the MCL at the time, and I'm walking around New York for two days, dude. Mm, we did smart, the Ring of yeah. Honor Supercard at oh, yeah. MSG the night before. That was that great? It was so awesome. My brother's a little bit bigger of a fan of that stuff than I am. Like yeah. he's Through me wrestling, he became a fan. Right. And, you know, today it's it's... Everybody really for a long time thought it was one brand. It's WWE. But the real hardcore fans go out and try to find other stuff. So New Japan has become very popular. Yeah. Ring of Honor became very popular. All Elite is kicking ass right now and doing stuff. And my brother has followed that along, got really into that. So when we were going down for WrestleMania, what do you, what do you want to do the night before? Do you want to try to do Fan Fest stuff? Or you know, ultimately we decided, shit, let's go to the Ring of Honor what show at right? MSG. Yeah. Um now, was that Matt Taven time? won the Ring of Honor title in the main event. Yeah. Um, Matt's always been very, very good to me. You've seen him literally since like the beginning of oh, his yeah. career and yeah. been around that. Oh, yeah. He's always been very, very good to me. So that was like, from a personal perspective, yeah. I thought that was the greatest. That was probably my favorite part of the weekend, honestly. That's awesome. Was watching Matt Taven, a friend of mine, win the Ring of Honor title at Madison Square Garden for That's the first great. time That's ever. Insane. The first non-WWF wrestling company to ever run at msg and he was in the main event and won the that's title amazing. and that's crazy that's stuff amazing. man you know i went to i went to msg a couple times as kevin was uh was wrestling and a couple like like shots and uh like the king one. of the ring 97 or was that in hartford actually no that where was he had in, to open the door for everybody Pro- that was in Providence. he had to dress like a jester and open the doors yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. i um i went, went down i remember we went down there and uh Fucking Holyoke Joe parked the car to no parking He's zone. He's the best. Let's talk about Holyoke Joe for a minute after got the, this. Got the car towed. Here we are in New York, and he got he got their car towed. He parked it in no parking zone. It's gone. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a train wreck, dude. Knows? What a terrible I, person. I might have to edit this part what out. What a terrible I person. <laughs> I don't think you should, man. If you're going to do it, do it true. <laughs> he got a towed. So we had to we had to pack all of us into uh, Mike Steele, my old tag team partner's Jeep, and drive home, and it was pretty miserable. That was pretty awful. Anyway, so there's that. All right, so we just took a quick uh, bathroom break. I paused, just took a quick bathroom break, and then we just had a full-on minute-and-a-half conversation about which finger is best for picking your nose. This, this is the life that I live. That's a, does a thumb count as a finger? Sure, it does. I, why not? Like, if you had to only pick one, I'm going thumb. But yeah. but you can't get that deep in there. It's right. the fattest like finger. The pinky's pretty good. The, yeah, so one of the one of the outside fingers. Your three, your three are for cleanliness, and... That's why you drink with your pinky out. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> to keep the boogers, yeah, to keep the boogers away from That's your drink. Great. So we got a little sidetracked. Um, let's talk about 
Like, I, there's only been two things I wanted to be my entire life, and that was a professional wrestler and a musician. But I, what was it about? What was it about wrestling that made you want to do it? And who was it? Who who did you? Who did you like? Who really like changed it for you? Okay, so when I was again, I, I brought this up when I was really little, like really, really little, it would have been Macho Man yeah. without question, oh, yeah. Macho Man, Macho Man. But I wasn't that hard hardcore of a fan. It was casual. I'd gone to a couple shows, and I remember the WrestleManias. When I really, really got into it, and I'll never forget this, is I, I remember hearing a few people at school talk about it. I was in like fourth grade, I'm like nine years old. I'm hearing a few people talk about how Shawn Michaels had just gotten suspended. And yeah, like, yeah, so yeah. like, like this is the mid year when Shawn was losing his smile, you yeah, know? Yeah. But in my mind, I went, oh, he must be a badass if he got suspended. So I, <laughs> so I, I went home, I'm like, I got to catch up on wrestling. And I watched him raw. And it, it, the three people, no joke, that I'll never forget, like, really stood out the first night. I really, really got into it and religiously started watching Raw. Surprise, surprise. Psycho Sid. Yeah. Ahmed Johnson. Oh, my. And China. Oh, my. If okay. you can see, like, the, you know, you can see the trend there. I was just like, who are these monsters? Yeah, yeah, Like, what's yeah. wrong with that guy's neck? Yeah. Psycho Sid's traps went from his earlobes to his <laughs> shoulder blades. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was like, what's wrong with that guy's neck? Like, what is... Oh, that girl could kick the shit out of anybody right, I know. Right, right. And like Bret Hart was still on top there. I remember Bret Hart from when I was little and I was a Bret Hart guy. So it really took me a long time to come around to Austin because yeah. of their feud. Right, right, right. Um, But Stone Cold was my guy. Like not too long after that, especially you know, he's feuding with Owen Hart in the right, summer yeah. of 97. Yeah. And like by that point, I'm already Austin, wow, Austin, Austin. Holy shit, I'm old. Um, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Austin's breaking his neck when I'm yeah, yeah. almost 10 years old. 10 August Holy of 97 crap. so that's my birthday's in August my 10th birthday I think I got the SummerSlam pay-per-view and Austin broke his neck wow um but Austin and and then you know as I got older I always liked the old guys you know flares and and, and the technical wrestlers yeah. Benoit yeah. I hate to say it it's well, a no, shame he was great. He was but great. like at the time yeah. Jericho like I was a die-hard Chris Jericho-holic when in 96 97 when he was in WCW and not yeah. even on anybody's radar like that, that was like my first AOL instant messenger screen name was Jericho Hall, something or another. <laughs> and I like the technical guys. When I started getting into it, Arn Anderson, any guys who really run the basics, but they can run the basics at a pace that's like they do 10 things when the average person could do one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Like Ricky Steamboat or Flair or old school stunning Steve Austin or Sean, they don't do a lot of moves. Right. It's headlock shoot right. off tackle yeah. drop down leapfrog arm drag into something else another shoot off another this up and down yeah. and it, it, it's all the basics and they just they just go bang 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 right. bang yeah. the pacing is like none other and those are the guys that like i really really like to watch because they can have a match with anybody and they can tell any kind of it's storytelling with them it's drawing the people in and getting that emotion it's yeah. not the moves and it's cool to go out and have matches where sometimes you need to go out and have matches where everybody hits all their big stuff. Right. You need the Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, sure, yeah. kick the crap out of each other, hit crazy moves. Oh, my God. Go with it. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you get the Austins versus Steamboats. That's 10 minutes of back and forth chain yeah. wrestling. Right. And then it picks up and then it picks right. up and then it picks up and then it picks up. Stuff, yeah. And by the end, it's a it's a, a small package finish right. and you lose your mind for it. So when I was when I first started watching, I was a kid. This is in the seventies, you know. So it was all like Mr. Fuji and the Wild Samoans and Bob Backlund and Superstar Billy Graham and oh, that's you know awesome, I loved dude. like yeah, it was awesome. It was really really cool. Chief J Strongbow. It was so Jesse we, the Body. Jesse the Body. Yeah, 
yeah. paving the way for Hulk Hogan, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Man. yeah. And I, I mean, like I said, then I then I found world class and was all about the Von Erichs and all that. You know, right. and it was like it was a, that was a game changer. You like, know, I, I always like the good talkers, the, the the promo guys, and and the technical guys. You know, I mean, which is funny because they're usually not one in the same. You know, right. They're usually not. But who I wasn't like, of course, as a kid, and you know, I wasn't supposed to like Adrian Adonis, but I did. And then going back and watching yep. him later, holy shit! You were right. That guy was amazing. How great is it when you look back at somebody when you were a kid and you're like, that guy's good, and everybody disagrees with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as an adult, you're like, haha, I was yeah, right. He, oh god, he totally was, get he that. Was, he got more out of a left hand than totally I get mean, that. So, and awesome. then you got other guys that you don't understand. And then when you're older, you're like, oh. I didn't understand Polka Dot Dusty Roads when I right. was a little kid. Right. And I had heard all the stories and all the legendary stuff and the Four Horsemen and all this stuff. But as a kid, I didn't get it until I was older and really got to go back and watch. Right. And it's like, right. oh, my, the connection that they made with the crowd. And that's something that's lost in today's game, I think, on the independent level and, you know, the TV level with Have a you- lot of guys is that connection with the crowd and just... Have you ever, and it's probably a, a silly question to ask you, but have you ever just gotten like absolutely furious with somebody like before or during or after your match with somebody? Have you ever like just absolutely like ready to go bananas? Yes. <laughs> and, the, and the answer might surprise you and the answer is going to be the worst answer you can get. You ready? Oh, no. Chuck O'Neill. Really? Yes. And Chuck is one of my favorite people in wrestling since day one. Yeah, he's a good um, guy. You know, we were working. We did a few years nonstop at Top Rope a few years ago. Me and Bacon did. Um, we were at every single show, and they run 20 shows a year. Yeah. And Chuck is one of their guys coming in. He's a former UFC fighter. I'm a big UFC and Ultimate Fighter fan, and he was on The Ultimate Fighter. Um, I actually remember watching him, you know? Yeah. And he's just such a nice guy. Love Chuck guy, is yeah. such a good person, a badass, but he's not one of those. I'm a tough guy. A flaunt, yeah. I'm a tough guy sort of thing. He's just one of those guys who who found a discipline and a sport that he took seriously and did very, very, very well at. But, you know, my knee injury that I have right now or different health things like Chuck is the first person to reach out to everybody with advice and encouragement. Yeah. And like he's one of my favorite people. On this particular night, it was a two-ring Royal Rumble with like 40 or 50 guys, whatever it is, two rings. And it's hard to fill 40 guys on a wrestling card with everybody being very good. You have to use some green guys. You maybe have to use some guys that aren't that great, but maybe they can help, you know, pull some eyes in. And so when you get 40 guys in a ring, and and this is one of these... uh, we were tag champs for like two plus years running. Yeah. So they want us to do some time in this this rumble. Right. You know, we're coming yeah. in first five or something and stay until the last five. We're in there for a good 40 minutes or something. And I'm just looking around and everybody's just kicking the crap out of each other. Mm. Like hitting each other way too hard. And, and and I'm all for laying your stuff in in a safe spot. Yeah, it'll be dangerous. At a reasonable. Yeah. People are just kicking shoot German suplexes almost on top of people. People are landing on each other. People are just kicking each other as hard as they can. And like, you know, all this is going on. And I'm like, so by the time I get eliminated, I'm storming to the back and I'm just pissed because I had been blasted in the head like three or four times by different people. And I'm watching them like hurt other people. Like it's almost unsafe. Nothing to do with top rope has nothing to do with that. Sometimes these things just happen where, a couple people happen to get a little loose out there and 
it has nothing to do with them. They're a wonderful promotion. They book a good product. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was this one specific time. Chuck had to be, happen to be the person eliminated right after me. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. So I'm down there fuming and Chuck comes down and Chuck makes a comment for me to calm down and I didn't not I didn't want to calm down. <laughs> and I'm going off on Chuck and telling you kicking this guy's head off and you da, 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 da. and he looks at me, he goes, What are you, my dad? And I go, I'll put you over my knee, boy. <laughs> To a former UFC yeah, fighter, yeah, good dude. Luck. Good luck right, that. right. Well, yeah. yeah, good luck. God yeah, help yeah, me. Yeah. It was just like I'm laughing about it on the car ride home. Bacon's like, you just told Chuck O'Neill you're going to put him, him over his knee. Him. Give him a spank. I don't even know if me and Chuck have ever talked about it. You know, like it's one of those. He's he's my boy. We don't need to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he's a good guy. Chuck, if you're listening to this, man, I'm sorry. I don't know if we ever talked about that, but um, <laughs> it was it was just it, it wasn't because I was pissed or angry about any like nothing. I I don't like people being unsafe. Right. I don't like watching my friends get shoot German suplex in a position where it's somebody's going to land. He's going to land on somebody and get hurt. I don't like that. And when you're in the ring for that long, and we had already worked like a 20 minute match with Ace Romero and Brian Malonis. If you're doing that in a battle royal, you're just being a shit. Yeah. And I was like, there's no need for that. Um, And I I don't think anything is intentional. I think guys were just going in there and Mm. here's another thing. There's 40 guys at a Royal Rumble. Do you think they all had matches? Yeah, right. 20 of them. Their only yeah. spot was in this rumble. So right. they're going to go in and try to do whatever. Yeah. But, you know, be- safety first, no matter what. Always have fun. Be safe. But be safe first. I think, yeah, I think those are the, the only the only two things that ever really made me mad where I was mad. I think I broke balls and I acted like I was mad at people when I really wasn't just to give them a hard time. But I think the only things that really ever made me mad, one and they were just dangerous. If somebody was being dangerous, I, I would get furious. Isn't this no? It's just it. I would just go. I would go bananas. I'm not gonna lie. But the other thing, also, what I never got is just why? Why the arrogance? I don't understand. You're why? Like you're not curing cancer, dude. You're 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 on an independent wrestling show. Why are you that? And the you know in the and the and the you know I just try to get my shit in, guys. I, oh, I lose my mind. You I, know. Not Lose to my, toot my own horn. I, I I think of this as a positive, though. I couldn't be more opposite. Right. I would so much rather go into a rumble and take thirty guys' finishes than hit thirty guys with my Absolutely, finish. Without a doubt. And I'd Absolutely. like to sell that. And yeah. I'd like to. When I'm in a rumble, and I, I I I make this a point, I try to run a spot with every single person in the ring if I can. Yeah. Cool. And I've gone back and I've rewatched, and I went, "Holy crap! I ran a spot with twenty four guys in that rumble." <laughs> and not like a we exchange punches in the corner. Yeah, right. Like right. a I went to shoot you off, have you weave through, I duck your line, yeah. you do a waist lock, yeah. you reverse it, you drive me in a something stuff, like something, something, yeah. something. But as a heel, it's a little easier. As a baby face, it was easier for me when I was teaming with Bacon. Yeah. Because I'm the guy who takes the heat right. and sells. Right. And I think I am a very good seller. Oh, I agree. Um you, Billy King, you guys drove it into my head early on. Selling and yeah. fire. That's that's. Honestly, and I really try to focus on that. If I'm if I'm being honest, I think that's why I started getting booked. I not I I was under I was small. You know I I'm not even gonna try to claim that I was I was I was anything special. But the thing is, when I came up with, you wouldn't someone, have been a small guy as I was coming up, which is funny. Well, but when you're coming right? up with with, yeah. it's that slight different era. You know, it's yeah. that it's that five ten year gap yeah. where. You were just in there with monsters, so right? I would, like, How I, tall are you? You're a six foot, two hundred and fifteen pound guy. No, I was like, I, I probably shorter now, but I was five ten, and I was probably, okay. I was probably one hundred and seventy five pounds then. All right, you know, but um, 
so I, uh, but what happened, I started going in and I would like, all right, well, I got this idea for a spot and they, you know, they were, they would been around for a little while and they'd roll their eyes, but I would, it was always something like, it was usually something to get them over. You know what I mean? I was the one coming out looking like an ass. Like, okay, great. And we would go do that. And then people started to like work with me, you know? I think that's fun. And I don't get why more people don't want to do that. It is fun because people are, I don't know, I don't get it. Especially if you're going over as a heel. Right. The Give me everything. I don't need to hate anything because the more they love that other guy, the second I roll you up with tights, they're going to hate me. People just just get Um, into their head. or, Or the contrary, as a heel, when you have a good, especially if you have a good program or a good match, right? When you lay down and, and you hear that one, two, three, and the baby face you're working with just went up and you hear that crowd explode, yeah. that's the biggest high to me. Oh, it's amazing. The crowd is ecstatic that I just lost the match. It's like, that's even better than booing is listening to them cheer the other guy, honestly, because you create something special with that. Yeah. You do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's like I've literally had to say to guys, they were pretty new and they were so worried about getting their stuff. And I'm like, dude, trust me, you're going to... You're going to look great. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? What, you know, I was lucky coming up at the time I did too. It's a weird in between period because your, your class, your guys, the guys always say that mentored me and really taught me. You really taught us how to work and how to get that emotional connection with the crowd and how to draw emotion out of something and how to sell and timing and positioning, preserving like the realness of professional wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then kind of my era and beyond. It became faster, spottier. Right, moves, right, right. Da, 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 da. I really feel like I have a, a pretty solid bacon also. Brad yeah. Hollister. A really solid mix of that old school style where it's still ultimately about the storytelling. Right, yeah. And and making sure all those little things, nothing to... No holes in the game. Right, right, right. I don't want somebody to walk away and go, it was fake or it was stupid for this reason or that made no sense. A matchmaking sense is very important to me. A, a storyline, booking, making sense where somebody can't point and go, that made no sense. That was stupid. Very important to me. Well, that's, um, I mean, that's great. And now I'm in your position. So I'm 10 years <laughs> in and I'm working with a lot of guys that are only a few years in. Now, have you had had to deal with like people who are like, okay, this guy's been around for a while. So like they're in the corner and they're putting some steam on in the corner and it's like they don't want to break eggs. Have, 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 oh have you had, dealt with that? Lay your stuff in? I, I, I literally, I would, I would I would like, I'd be in the corner. I'd sorry, be, sorry, sorry. Nothing to be sorry. I'd Lay be, your I'd stuff in. I'd be yelling, in. I'm not made of glass. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Main State Posse. Um, dude, right now they're the best tag team in the really? world. They're unbelievable. They work so hard. I've met them. They're so um, many good guys. They work so hard. And for a couple undersized but athletic guys, they were a team, uh, uh, Giassi and um, Danger Kid, Danny McCormick. They added Alexander Leon as their third guy now. And he's grittier. Uh, he's that gritty, like, Logan uh, Black. Bear. Yeah. yeah. And he I'm adds such a, a totally different Black. dimension to that team. Yeah. So as a three, any combination of the two, it's awesome. But, like, they're hitting it right now. And I remember the first time me and Bacon got to work with them. And the match was pretty good. I would say it was a 12-minute match, and I was pretty happy with it. You know, anytime you work with a guy the second and third time, it usually gets better. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I'd love to work with them a couple more times, but I was pretty happy with it. And they came to the back and they were like, we were so nervous. This was a match we were really looking forward to. And I was like, what? But when you think about it, you know, it's, it's, you're 10 years in, not a lot of people reach that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I was saying nobody that I trained with really is still there. We're kind of hitting that point where we're the veterans at a lot of shows or the guys with the experience at a lot of shows. Right. And it's just such a different dynamic going in and, and wanting to take lead. But uh, 
I think we've done that in a graceful way where we don't make it about ourselves. Right, right. We still do the right thing by the business and, and what's expected of the match and what's for the card. And you know what? We're going to try to look good, too. But we're going to make you look good and right. we're going to look good. Yeah. And everybody and the show's going to look good. If you make the other person look good, that will make you look good. That will make your match look good. Yeah. And that will make the show look good. And I fully believe that hierarchy needs to go the other person first. Yeah. For the sake of the other person, for the sake of the match, for the sake of the show, before the sake of yourself. I, you know what also what kills me too is like people are like, oh, it's a small house. It's just, and they just wouldn't take it seriously. I understand like not going out there and killing yourself, okay. but not really taking it seriously. And that's, I think that's horseshit because it's like, you're not doing, you're not doing, uh, uh, the promotion any favors by doing that because you're just gonna look like crap and you're certainly not doing the people that paid money to come in any favors either you rip them off you it's rob them of the money absolute bullshit when people do that yeah um doesn't mean you need to do flips or high risk no, maneuvers that's not what i'm saying but don't risk injuring yourself but take There's it seriously a, that doesn't mean all right instead of me working as hard as i can on this area that's high risk i'm gonna work as hard as i can in these areas right, which right, is right. working the audience drawing them in technical wrestle whatever it be Everything's a calculated risk. If you have a million eyes on you, you take that big calculated risk. Right. Yeah. Because you have more to benefit from it. Right. When you don't have many eyes on you, you don't take that big, crazy high risk, but that does not does mean, mean you, you don't, don't work as hard. Right. It's two totally different things. It's a thing, yeah. It's two totally different well, things. Um, and I, mean? I don't have a high risk offense, so it's easy for me to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you can't draw people in and put on a good match without doing flippy do this or moonsault that... Or, you know, maybe you have some holes in your game you need to work maybe, on. That's yeah. not the audience's yeah. fault. That's your fault. Yeah, right. I agree. Great. So what do you have going on now? What's going on? Eh. Just a quick synopsis of what you have going it's on right January. now. It's January. I just got a uh, uh, knee surgery at the end of August. Yeah. Um, so I'm about four and a half months into the recovery from that. Things are yeah. going really good. Last month, I just ran for the first time. Wow. I, I tore it at the end of March. Yeah. It took me five months yeah, to get remember, the surgery, yeah. which sucks. I, you know, I was under the impression it was just an MCL meniscus injury. And then I found out the ACL was also torn in the summer and had to get surgery for that. Jeez. Surgery went great. Can't speak highly enough about my surgeon, but uh, I just ran last month for the first time since March. Nice. It took me nine months without running or skipping wow. or prancing. Like, dude, that's good? hard for me. Feel good? Yeah, I mean, I, it's tender, dude. I used to think that um, like cold weather and rainy weather, like people getting sore was a myth. No, uh, no. It's just old people. No, it, no, not at all. Yeah. Absolutely true. Yeah. It's still tender and still healing and a little sore. I'm ahead of where I should be for my rehab. You know, you go nine months without running. Like that yeah. was a that was a big thing for me. I'm very proud of that. That was a that's like, great. But I'm 32. I'll be 33 this year. Yep. Not old, but it's not a spring chicken when it right, comes right, to right. to professional wrestling. Ten right. years in, or, or you know, pro sports. My goals are just to do it as good as I can for the next couple of years, but not kill myself doing it. Like you, you've done everything in wrestling, right? You've ring announced, you've managed, managed right. you run sound, like everything. <laughs> yeah. it, I can do all those things. Yeah. So a couple more years of working in the ring. I'd love to continue on doing something else after that, whether yeah. it's just, you know, running shows and promoting or like, I love manager roles. I had some fun doing that this it's year. fun, right? I got to do it a few times this year for the, I got to manage Jerry the fucking King Lawler, dude. That's amazing. Are you kidding That's amazing. me? amazing. My very, so I, this happened. I was supposed to team with Lawler the next week, blew my knee out. Well, instead of dicking me out, my, uh, Mike Lombardi, NEW, thank you very much. Instead of saying, well, sorry, you're hurt. You're out. Eh, why don't you come down and manage? And manage Jerry the King Lawler. Are you shitting me? Amazing. 
So that was my first manager experience. What was your first managing experience? My first managing experience was... Um, <laughs> my first honestly, match was Antonio Thomas, fresh out of the WWE. My first managing experience yeah. was Jerry the King Law. That's my amazing. first refing experiences were you. <laughs> that was, I mean, every one time, we were, we, we, I wanted you to be our ref. I was, I was, uh, I was working with Sonny Goodspeed that night. They and, were so mad, John. Huh? It was um, Tony Tony P. Yeah. You know, Tony P. Good yeah. ref, right? Oh, yeah. And Dan Tanaka, yeah. good ref. Yeah. And, you know, there were probably like nine matches on the card, and the two of them split the first eight matches. Right before the main event, they came out, and they're like, Johnny Ida wants you to ref his match, not us. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll go get my shirt on, guys. Oops. See ya. Sorry, Dude, guys. And you and, like... 40 year old Sonny Goodspeed. It was awesome. I was fun. That was Did so like fun. 25 minutes, yeah, dude, of technical. Fun. There was a broken rope, I think. Yeah. All the ropes were broken. All of Whatever them. Whatever it was. All yeah. Yeah. Bob Evans and, um, oh, gee, whoever it was, Bob Evans went to go off the top rope or the middle rope and like in oh. the opener oh, yeah. and the ropes just collapsed. Yeah. What's going on with, uh, I mean, do you have anything to plug? Any of the PVP, Western Mass Wrestling? Yeah, anything? we got PVP coming up on uh, February 16th. It's the Sunday after Valentine's Day. So, women, this is your retribu- retribution moment. <laughs> Valentine's Day isn't a, uh, a female holiday. It's yeah. a uh, gender-neutral holiday. So, wait, take wait, care wait. of your man. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a fire card, too. That's going to be good stuff. Cool. January 25th, Western Mass Wrestling is back at the Pulaski Club okay, in East cool. Hampton. Cool. We got uh, Scotty Wilde and Bobby Ocean is the main event. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, I think this is going to be the first time this is heard, but a uh, triple threat match. How's this for a fight? You ready? Mm-hmm. Logan Black versus Slade versus Chris Benny. Good Lord. Good Lord. So wow. those are the two matches going to top. Uh, Aaron Morrison and uh, Chi in a blindfold match. A blindfold Yeah, match. we're going to blindfold the fans so they don't get disappointed by it. <laughs> I love um, you know I love those guys yeah, no, two of the great. best that'd be fun two and by the way you mentioned Logan Black I am such a fan yeah man Logan's been one of my favorites since I met him and this is three or four years now he's one of the most loyal hardworking, yep. yep. best dudes and hell of a worker man his passion for things he's a good person hell of a worker yeah Logan's something special, man, and somebody I really trust and really admire. And look, yeah, look, you know, and those two guys, Slade and Chris Benny, they're, 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 it, two, they're two two of his guys. Too. They're coming along too, really. Dude, well. it, it, they're like three of the biggest hidden gems that we have going. They should yeah. be wrestling everywhere in New England, but because yeah. they're from New York, yeah, a lot of people don't know them. The three of them travel together. They come down here, whatever. They they're all over the place. And they're like my own like little private stash of like work. It's unbelievable. So, so where do where do people go for? Can they go for tickets for these ahead of time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickets are on sale on our website. So uh, you can get the links through the uh, Facebook pages: uh, Western Mass Wrestling or Pioneer Valley Pro, Eastfield Mall, Pulaski Club in East Hampton. What about you guys? What do you guys have going on? Nothing. Come on. What do you mean? Where are your gigs? You got any gigs coming up? Uh, yeah, we're doing. I I can get the date. I'll have to put this on there. We have a. I'm doing a bunch of acoustic shows. A ton of acoustic shows. I'm playing. Fort Hill Brewery next Sunday, and then Town Tap Room. I think that following Friday. So and this is what post wrestling career life dude, is like for Johnny really, Idol. What's really funny about that? Is you asked me, "What's up with you these days?" All right. Well, that's that. It's really funny you said because you know what? When I first started, when I stopped wrestling, I started going and, and said, "Okay, why don't we go out and do a bunch of acoustic stuff?" You know, and then I would for months, dude. People would send me messages say, "Hey, are you available to play this day?" And I'm like, "Oh, I better check my schedule." Just so used to you know. 20 year, twenty plus years of having to check the calendar to make sure I didn't have a wrestling show, you know? And so it's it's kind of cool that it, it, just, it was just such so weird to 
change your train of thought, you know? Cool, man. All right, so here's the deal. We have one constant on this podcast, and we call it the final three. Pew, 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 pew. All right, just simple, quick answer questions, okay? As just off the top of my head. Yeah. You're going to ask me something. I say the first thing that comes to my head. Well, kind of, kind of. You'll okay. see. You'll see. Okay. Question number one, how do you take your coffee? Usually black. Uh, if I'm spoiling myself, a little cream and sugar. But just regular bit, coffee. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm eating well, black coffee, that's an acquired taste, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean to give you a long-winded answer here. No, that's okay. But um, when I was trying to get in shape and, like, cutting sugar is so important. Oh, yeah. And so, all right, I just drink my coffee black, and I've grown to kind of like that. Right on, I'm going to spoil myself. It'll be a little cream and sugar, but usually black. Cool. All right. Every morning. I work at a school. Oh, you got, you got, oh yeah, forget it. I'm a full-on coffee. Oh, guy. dude, like, bad. It's not yeah, good. It's bad. Pranky when I don't get it. Oh, yeah, I get, I get migraines. Oh yeah, Back. yes. I'm a full on addict. Yeah. Yes, and like yeah. it, it's got to be like what like hardcore cigarette smokers are like, where they just like fiend for it. When oh, I don't yeah. have my morning coffee and I'm at school, I'm literally thinking about coffee until I get it. Oh yeah, it's without bad a doubt. without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Question number two: What is the last movie you saw, either at home or in the theater, and with no spoilers? Quick thumbs up or thumbs down. Uh, Joker. At home, I just rented it the other day. Two thumbs up. Oh, no, you know what? I'm wrong. I saw uh, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler yeah, yeah, last yeah. night in theater. Dug it? Thumbs up. Right on. Thumbs cool. up. Recommend it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously. Maybe Absolutely. Cool. I, I recommend both of them. Right on. All right. And question number three. Do you have a uh, local small business that you're not uh, directly affiliated with that you had a good experience at and you would like to give them a quick plug? I have tons. Um, Let's think of one, right, one or two right now. So, dude, I just went out for brunch a couple weeks ago at uh, Caminito Steakhouse in Northampton. Yep. It's right next to the hibachi place behind, like, the uh, parking garage. Upstairs, right? Yeah, yeah. In Northampton. Dude, like a six-course or a five-course at least brunch. Uh, here's this. Here's a uh, uh, beignet. And here's... We end up getting a... Um, Dude, we end up getting creme brulee for dessert. Unbelievable. You had to crack the glass. Oh, I love that. That's um, I love that. Yeah. Beginning to end awesome. Great service. Tiny little place. I haven't been. Like, it's very yeah. high demand. We went in there. I'd say maybe maybe 12 tables. Oh, cool. And, like, not a lot of extra room otherwise. Maybe a little spot up front. Caught it at a good time. Dude, spicy margaritas or, uh, I'm sorry, spicy Bloody Marys. Nice. Um, that's the way to go unbelievable food unbelievable service cannot wait to go back so i like to give like restaurants and different bars anywhere that gives me good service here's yeah. a shout out so caminito restaurant uh the steakhouse in, in northampton if you guys are local please check that out unbelievable cool. that's perfect that's exactly unbelievable. For a small business that that you get us that can that needs a little push that's great i love that perfect perfect well that's it folks Thank you so much for listening. And Justin, thank you so much for coming on. Please tell me this won't be the last time that you come on because I feel like we could fill another hour easy without even thinking about it. I, I have a lot I'd like to say to you. I'd like to <laughs> ask you some questions. Oh, great. Yeah. There's a lot we could talk about. Sure. So I'd love to have you back. But I just want to say this. Johnny Idol, I love you. I love you too. Besides just all our, our similar interests, music, wrestling, all these different things. I've told you this a million times. If it were not for you, I would have not surpassed year two in the professional wrestling business. Thank you. It's the most important thing in my my life. Has been wrestling since I was ten years old. Yeah, well, it's I'm the reason I amateur great. wrestled. It's the reason I professional wrestled the last ten years. You're a huge, huge, huge part of that. I love you. I'd love to go into more details about that another time. Oh, yeah, but I sure. love you. You're a good man. I hope you guys all catch this this talk show coming up because when he says he has interesting characters, I promise you, I'm on the mild side. <laughs>
So let's do this again soon. We'll have a couple more beers. We'll get together. Sounds great. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. Love you too. Thank you so much. And just one more thing. Please hit that subscribe button. You can listen to us on CastBox and Spotify. Thank you so much.